All right. It's great to be here. Thank you. Good morning. Wow. Labor Day weekend. Everybody's up. Great to be with you guys. I've heard about you. So it's great to be with you. Yeah, you know, uh, God is just doing so many good things, isn't he? Hey, tomorrow I turn 72. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife of 50 years is with me. Yes. The gospel writers are here. My gospel babe is here. That's what I call her. She's my gospel babe. Uh, you know, today I'm just going to share with you, uh, you know, God started speaking to me about uh, don't read the Bible to uh, preach. Read the Bible to learn. And, uh, and that's, that's what I've been doing. And it's, it's almost like I'm born again, born again. It's like things are opening up that I, I just been at this for 52 years, but it's, it's fresher today than it's ever been. It's like um, it's, the adventure is on. And, you know, I know that faithfulness and the house of the Lord and these things are really important, but um, serving Jesus is an adventure. You know, it, it's more than attendance. It's adventure. And so I want to share a little bit with you about that today because uh, I believe that God has an adventure for all of us. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. You can hook into the adventure, and it's past the attendance. The attendance is included, but it's a small part because it's every day. It's all the time. I read a great, uh, great quote this week uh, that uh, human beings are works in progress that mistakenly think they are finished. <laughs> Isn't that something? I mean, every day is a new day with the Lord. And he has intentions for that day. So I'm going to read just a couple of passages of scriptures and then just share with you, and we'll be out of here by three. I guarantee it. I, just, but I, I, this is from John, and I took some things out of there. I kind of made it, you know, made it so that we could be shorten it and get the point. And, and it's out of John, if you want to read it later, John 14, 15 to 29. I'm not going to read all those, those verses, but this is the gist of it. He says, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. I don't know about you, but you know how some words pass time, and you kind of have to give them another meaning? Like in my generation, you know, they gave grass another meaning. <laughs> you know, you just, you just didn't cut it anymore. You know, you cut it, you smoke it, you know, yeah, you know, words. Commandments is a word that kind of has a sting to it, doesn't it? It's kind of like it has this thing about a man, it's, it's like failing. You know, oh man, commandments, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I want to just give another word. That, that, that is the same meaning, but it kind of gives it a, a fresher look. If you love me, follow my directions. Hmm, that's a little nicer, isn't it? Seems like I can do that. You know, the other one, I feel like I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it somewhere along the line. I'm not going to make it, you know, especially with my background. I'm not going to make it, you know. And I will pray to the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, 
that he may abide with you forever. Wow. Like when we, you know, I started 52 years ago and gave my heart to the Lord. And then I was in a, a Pentecostal church here in, the, in Vancouver, Glad Tidings Temple. And they had all this, I mean, they had some stuff going on in that church. They had a prayer room in there. And, uh, you know, people would pray from 9 to 10 in the morning and then go to Sunday school and then go to the meeting. And then you'd come back in the afternoon and pray for another hour. Then you'd come back. At, they'd have the youth meeting. They called it Wells of Joy. And then, and then you'd come back at, at uh, 6 o'clock for another prayer meeting till 7. Then you had a, a meeting from 7 till 9. And then after the meeting, we'd go back to the prayer room. And sometimes I'd leave that place at 2 in the morning. And there'd still be like a couple of hundred of us in there. And it was like just this move of the Spirit of God. And I, you know, go to work on Monday and I'd have, I'd have all this energy. I'd be happy and have energy and everything. But, but it's like a comforter. Comforter. He'll be with you always. And he's been with me always. But I don't know that I've been with him. You know? You know, relationship. You know, sometimes you could be in the same room with somebody. You haven't talked all night. Been on your computer or on your phone. It's like you're present but not connected. And I'm finding that the Spirit wants to connect with us and us to connect with Him. That's the adventure. That's the adventure. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. And he that loves me or follows my directions, he that follows my directions, shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Manifest. It's an interesting word. Manifest is a public demonstration of power and purpose. Wow. Wow. I remember when I, uh, when I got saved, you know, they, you know, they got you saved, baptized, filled with the Spirit. I mean, you know, they, they just boom. I mean, they just took you right on through the thing. And, you know, I was 19. I came off the street. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was, my education was reform school and prison and in the streets, and, and, and I come into this thing, and, and it's like, man, I don't, you know, okay, all right, you know, I, I, I knew God saved me. I, I had an experience with the Lord. It was like, man, I found it. This is great. This is awesome. This is awesome. Jesus, awesome. Then I, I was a Catholic background, and so I kind of had the history, you know, I had, I had, uh, I knew about Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and, and uh, you know, I'd seen the Ten Commandments, the movie. You know, and so I, I was in there. I was, a good, I was a good Catholic. But I wasn't connected to Jesus. I just knew the story of Jesus. And I didn't have it. So, hey, you need to get baptized. Well, I get baptized. You know, I get baptized. Well, you need to be filled with the Spirit. So, all right, so I'll come on to the prayer room. Man, they would pray with me and, and, and lay hands on me. And, you know, it'd be hours. It'd be hours. <laughs> They'd give me massages. They'd speak in tongues in my ear, you know, see if I could get it, you know. I mean, three weeks, a month, two months, 
three months, you know, and by now, you know, you can see that the people are thinking, I don't know, I don't know if I have enough faith for that guy, I don't know, I don't think he'll, he'll get filled, you know, and, and, and we'd pray right up until meeting time, and then so that we can make our way to the meeting, they just flick the light, you know, that was the sign, they, they flick the light, all right, let's all head into the sanctuary, and so I, I, I go in there on the Sunday night, it's just my practice, and I go in there, and I kneel down, and I'm I'm praying, hallelujah, Lord, praise you, thank you, Jesus, I'm so glad you saved me, thank you, Lord, and everybody's speaking in tongues everywhere, sometimes they come by and just lay hands on me a little bit, and, 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 and I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, nobody around me is like, whoa, what is this? And my tongue gets loose, and I just get, I mean, this rush comes on me. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is the cleanest thing I've ever felt. This is unbelievable. I feel like I'm kneeling, but I feel like there's no floor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no dope like this. Oh man, this, there's nothing, there's nothing that matches this, nothing. And I'm just like enjoying it. All of a sudden, they flick the light. It's over. We're going to the next part. And you know, I've, I've spoken in tongues for 50 years, and I pray and everything, but, but it's like, just lately, again, the Lord is reminding me, I've got an adventure for you. I've got an adventure. And so I'm just going to read this chapter, and you can read it after, but I'm just going to, how many of you know about the message, the, the Bible, the message? I, I love that. Uh, Eugene Peterson wrote, wrote the, um, the message, and, and listen to this story, and listen to, l- listen for the Holy Spirit. Listen for the adventure of the Holy Spirit. Watch what happens when he shows up. Watch how he works, and, 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 and what happens when he works. This is chapter 10. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion in the band called the Italian Band. He had led everyone in his house to live worshipfully before God and was always helping people in need and had a habit of prayer. One day at about three o'clock in the afternoon, he had a vision, an angel from God, as real as his next door neighbor, came in and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared hard, wondering if he was seeing things. Then he said, what do you want, sir? The angel said, your prayers and neighborly acts have brought you to God's attention. Don't you want to be brought to God's attention? Huh? Yeah, right? Well, that's where we want to live, isn't it? We want to be be in God's attention. Here's what you are to do. Send men to Joppa to get Simon, the one everyone calls Peter. He is staying at Simon the Tanner's house whose house is down by the sea. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called his two servants and one patriarch, a particularly devout soldier from the guard. And he went over everything that happened in great detail, things that had just happened, and then sent them off to Joppa. Now, just just be with me in this, right? Here's this guy, right? An angel appears, gives him instructions. And then he goes and gets these soldiers that are close to him. And he goes, hey, an angel appeared to me. They're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he told me 
to send you guys down to this Peter's house and get this Peter guy and bring him back. Can you imagine that conversation? How, that, how would you take that if your boss called you and said, hey, an angel talked to me and I want you to do this? How would you do it? What would you do? That, that would be an interesting conversation, wouldn't it? That's adventure. That's adventure. That's, like, that's where God has for us to live. The next day, as the three travel, were approaching the town, Peter went out on the balcony to pray, and it was about noon. Peter got uh, hungry and started thinking about lunch, but while lunch was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the skies open up, something that looked like a huge blanket lowered by ropes, and it had four corners settled in the ground. Every kind of animal and reptile and bird you could think of was on it. The voice came, said, go to it, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, oh, no, Lord, I've never so much as tasted uh, food that was not kosher. The voice came a second time. If God says it's okay, it's okay. Everybody say it with me. If God says it's okay, it's okay. If God says it's okay, it's okay. I want to tell you something. I believe we're heading into a season where you're going to hear God saying, it's okay. It's okay. And when God says it's okay, it's okay. And it may not be according to your customs. It may not be according to what you're used to. It may not look like what you're used to. But if God says it's okay, it's okay. This happened three times, and then the blanket was pulled up and into the skies. So as Peter puzzled, ever puzzle? Anybody here ever puzzle? Yeah, yeah, I puzzle. You ever wonder, well, what's next, Lord? What's next? He sat there trying to figure out what it all meant. Ever been there? Ever been like trying to figure out what it means? Uh, as the men sent by Cornelius showed up at Simon's front door, they called in asking if Peter, Simon was there and also called Peter, staying there. Peter, lost in thought, didn't hear them. So the spirit whispered to him, but I say spirit whispered to him. Three men are knocking at the door looking for you. Get down there and go with them. Don't ask any questions. I sent them to get you. How would you like to live at that level? Huh? Uh, how would you like to live on, the, on that? Eh? That would be pretty cool. That's the adventure. I believe that, that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. It's more than attendance. It's adventure. So Peter went downstairs and said, uh, I think I'm the man you're looking for. What's up? I like that, eh? I think I'm the man. I think I'm the woman God's looking for. I think you're the man. You're the woman God's looking for. I think his spirit wants to come and tell us some things. How would you like to be Peter coming down the stairs going, yeah, so, hey, those guys are here for me. Yeah, yeah. God just told me, and there they are at the door. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. Pretty good way to live. Pretty adventurous. So they said, Captain Cornelius, a God-fearing man, well known for his fair play, ask any Jew in this part of the country, was commanded by a holy angel get you and bring you to his house so he could hear what you had to say. So Peter invited them in and made them feel at home. 
the next morning. How do you think that night was? Here's these guys. Their boss told them an angel talked to them and told them to do this. So they're, on, they're sent by the boss, but the angel gave the instructions. Now they come up to the door, and now they're with this guy, this other guy. He's there. He's exactly where he should be. He's there, and now they're sitting with him, and he's, he knows that God told him to go with these guys, and when God told him, he just came downstairs, and they were there. That's not a bad meeting. What do you think that night was over coffee? Right? Probably everybody's feeling, oh, this is going to be an adventure. You know, Peter's like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. They're going, hey, this is pretty cool. I don't know about this guy, but something's cooking here. Something's going on. So the next morning, he got up and went with them. And some of his friends from Joppa went along. This is, uh, this is the fun part for these guys from Joppa. They just go along. Don't you think they probably sat and listened the night before and heard how this all came together? And they're going, I'm going on this trip. I don't know if they were busy or whatever, but they said, no, no, no. I want to be where those guys are going to be. Because something is cooking. Something's cooking. Angels are talking. The Spirit of God's talking. Directions are coming. Wow, this is a, I want to be with this group. Cornelius was expecting them, and he had his relatives close, and his relatives and his close friends waiting with him. The minute Peter came through the door, Cornelius was on his feet, greeting him, and then down on his face, worshiping him. Was this guy feeling like God is up to something? I mean, this guy, he's a, he's a, he's a Roman soldier. But the angel spoke to him. Here's Peter. And he's like, I don't know who you are, but for an angel to tell me to call on you, you must be pretty important. And he's so jacked up. He's so grateful in this moment that he falls down in front of him and starts worshiping him. And here's an interesting uh, thing that happens. He fell down before him to worship him, and Peter said, Peter pulled him up and said, none of that. I'm a man, only a man, no different from you. Wow. That gives me hope that God can use me. What about you? Right? We're only, aren't we pretty regular people? Pretty regular people. We're ordinary people, but an extraordinary God wants to use us and have us in the adventure being led by his spirit. Talking things over, they went on to, into the house where Cornelius introduced Peter to everyone who had come, and then Peter addressed them. You know, I'm sure that this is highly irregular. Jews just don't do this. Visit and relax with people of another race. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? But God has just shown me that no race is better than any other. We're still trying to work this out. We're still trying to work this out. But... How great is the adventure where it started? This started in a Roman guy's house. Up until then, everybody was separated. Everybody had groups, and every group didn't like the other group. And there's always stuff going on. And right up, but here it is. 
through Jesus, through the Spirit of God, things are setting to another level. The adventure begins. And so uh, God is still working and doing great things. And I think part of it, what I want to do this morning in just a few minutes, what I want to do is to share with you uh, just my own journey and trying to sort out to, to follow the Spirit, to hear the Spirit and respond. It's more than attendance. It's an adventure. And so uh, I'm going to give you two two things that happened to me lately, and hopefully, uh, uh, you know, how many of you know that there's, there's no mistakes, there's only lessons, right? There's no mistakes, there's no, it's, there's no failures, it's just lessons. Sometimes we make a, make a mistake, we don't quite get it, hey, we learn, we learn. Uh, how many of you know that God can speak to you? How many of you have the experience, right? You've had... You've had, and, and the idea, I think God's heart is he wants that to be current all the time, you know, and, and, and I, I believe in these days what God is getting ready to do is he's going to show himself strong through you and I. It's not so much going to be like a movement and big meetings and all that. There may be meetings and celebrations, but what, what will drive everything is you and my testimony of God's greatness working through us by his spirit, speaking to us and causing things like this to happen in our life, meeting people that are connections to something else that God is doing, and it comes out to great results. I was in a team meeting, and we were planning. We were planning some events, and, uh, and there was this meeting coming up in Atlanta, and when that meeting came up, I felt, I felt like, you ever, you ever feel like you hear something? It's not like you hear it, but you feel it, you know? And I felt like, I need to be in that meeting. I need to be in that meeting. But I heard that, but then I, I didn't really receive it. I didn't agree with it. I, I, what I did is I went to my thinking. Ever do that? Right? And... Uh, and when I went to my thinking, well, my thinking said, ah, well, don't do that. You're going to be pushing yourself. Don't, don't do that. You know, you, yeah, you're going to be too pushy. All right. So that's what happens. <laughs> like I'm finding out the Spirit talks to me, but I go into my thinking. I hear it, but when I hear it, I don't agree with it. I go into my thinking. And then I don't do anything. My thinking will not take me into action. It'll take me into inaction. You know, it's so funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, well, you know, about Jesus, I, I, well, you know, everybody says different things. And they said that this is what he meant. This guy says this is what he meant. That guy says this is what he meant. And I thought, how about just taking what Jesus meant? Forget what that guy said. Forget what that guy said. Just... Listen to him, right? And so, so okay, so I, I don't say anything, and we plan some other. Then my Mexico meeting came up on the, on the, on the board. I'm planning the Mexico meeting. This is like a couple of weeks later. I'm getting the tickets for the Mexico meeting, and I hear it again. Well, you need to be at that meeting in Atlanta. And so uh, you could fix the tickets up, you know, and, 
and drop into Atlanta on the way back to Vancouver. Right? The meeting was last Tuesday, and so I was leaving, I was leaving Sunday morning. So. But again, I, I just went, ah, yeah, I'm not going to push myself. I'm not going to push myself, you know. And so I get the tickets. And, All right, so I go down to Mexico, do the meetings. And we get on a plane last Sunday morning. I come back up, get back here Sunday night. And I'm talking with the team leader. And as soon as I get him on the phone, because we're just talking about Mexico, and I get him on the phone, he goes, oh, Mike, Mike, I am so sorry, man. I cannot believe what I, I don't know. I wasn't thinking you needed to be in that meeting in Atlanta. Oh, man. Wow. Twice. Twice the Lord, the Spirit just let me know, hey, you need to be there. But I went into my thinking, into my thinking, and uh, didn't do anything, didn't say anything. Now it's like, hey, is there a red eye out of, out of Vancouver? And, you know, just let me, uh, call, you know, let Carol look at, Kim look at that, and let's find you a ticket, let's get a red eye down there. But I'm thinking at this point, you know, we had made other plans to be with the family and stuff, and I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Hey, this is not a failure. This is a great lesson. This is a great lesson. I need to pay more attention to my thoughts because that's where the Spirit is working. He's speaking to us. That's his job, to guide us. And so I said, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All set. Great lesson. I'm more pumped up. I don't think I could get more in Atlanta than I'm getting right now. Because I'm pumped up. I'm, I'm getting, God is tuning me up. This is great stuff. The adventure. More than an attendance. It's an adventure. So, number one. Number two, getting together with the family. And uh, we've got two new grandchildren. And my sons wanted me to dedicate them at our family gathering. And so, so I'm thinking about those things. And then I hear... I hear, hey, pray for this, pray for your family, lay hands on them, pray with them. All right, okay. So we have the family thing, and how we dedicate the kids, it's great and all that, but then I step out. God said, hey, lay hands on them and pray for them. So I step out, and, uh, and I, I start praying, and man, Spirit of God is coming in. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. But out of the corner of my eye, I've got some, we've got some teenagers now that are, <laughs> that are grandchildren, and, and I see them distracted. And so I got distracted by their distraction. And I ended up cutting short. I just got distracted, and I got out of the flow. And, uh, and it's like, after, and it was great. It was still great. You know, oh man, there were tears and hugs, and we had a great time. It was, it was real. It was the presence of God. It was real. But as I was thinking about it the next morning, I thought, wow, that's interesting. And then God reminded me, because when I was in Mexico, we did uh, 30 hours of meetings in three days. So we were in meetings that were continual worship, word, worship, people praying, and it just kept going. It just kept going. But at one point, I, I, I kind of saw, like, it's almost like a video. You know, I was just, I had my eyes closed, and I just see this picture. And it's kind of like this fountain of water. 
and, and there's, there's cups all around, and you get a sense that this water, it's just eternal. There's, just, there's no stopping the flow of this water, and it's going into the cups, and then it, it changes colors. It, the water would change color. It'd be like red, and then it'd be like blue, and then it'd be another color, and it's like, and, and I, I, I get that the colors are representing, you know, God's spirit, you know, love and peace and joy and patience and and it's just pouring into these cups but then <laughs> i get like the video kind of goes up a little bit and I, oh now look and the water is pouring out of the cups but some cups are overflowing and so i thought wow what is happening and so i then i get these two words distraction is one, distraction and options, options. I thought, wow. So I was thinking about that. And I, those are things I think right now that would help us if we understand that um, options and distractions hold us back from responding to the voice, the Spirit of God, and obeying. You with me? Because God speaks, but if rather than agree with him and obey, follow his directions, I go into options. You know? Well, uh, maybe, well, I don't know if I want to do that. Would that work? Would that? You know, and I keep thinking of Moses with his rod and the Egyptian army coming in and the sea over there. And then now all these people that were just celebrating him for the, the days that they were walking, carrying all that gold from the Egyptians, and this was a big celebration. But in a moment now, they're all turning around because they're watching the army come in, and now they're looking at him going, what have you done? Why did you just here? And he's like, what do I do? I've never been in this situation. What do I do? And the Lord says, raise your staff. Wow. How many of you don't think you'd be thinking about other options? <laughs> really? My staff? Raised my staff? Really? What's that going to do? What's that going to do? And a lot of times when the Lord speaks to me, that's what I go into. I go into analyzing or wondering if it's going to work. Or, <laughs> or just, you know, start making excuses or options. I'll do it later. But what he has for us is, is an adventure, but an adventure is not in slow motion. You, you kind of have to walk it through. You have to respond in the moment. And the other is distractions. And uh, the more I thought about that is, boy, I don't know about you, but is this a distraction? Have we, have we figured it out yet? Have, have you noticed lately that uh, a lot of people are saying, shut it down? Put it aside. Don't listen to media. Have you heard that one? Have you heard that? Turn the media off. Turn the news off. You heard that? They're distractions. They're distractions. And, and we can't hear God's voice because we're being led into dramas, politics and governments and fires and this and that and all that thing. And, uh, and we can't hear. We can't hear. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that um, 
Your life matters. There's, there's people around you. And it matters. And the best way to live is to, to follow God's directions because it's going to turn into an adventure. Stuff is going to happen around us. And, and, and God is going to move. Uh, like I say, I, like 52 years, I feel born again, born again. I'm more excited now than I've ever been about the Lord. This is a great day to be living in. And so I want to go beyond attendance into adventure. To do that, if I can suggest to you, to just um, here, here's, here's some of the things, uh, here's, here's the things I'm doing. I get up earlier, and I just kind of take some time. Now I know I'm at a different space in, in life than most of you. But, uh, but, you know, you have responsibilities, you have kids, you have stuff to do. But if you can get 15 minutes, you've stretched out your year of time with the Lord. But I, if you can if start with 10 minutes, but here's what I do. Here's what I do, 10 minutes. Here's what I do. Okay, Lord, what do you have today? What do you have today? Speak to me. What do you have? And then I just wait. And here's the kind of things that happen. Names come, and I'll go, oh, okay, I'll text them. Or ideas will come. I write them down. And then I try to, let's make this happen today. That's my adventure. Let's go see what happens. And Sometimes I'll get texts back, and they'll go, oh, thank you so much. That was right on time. Because when I start texting, man, things come to my mind. I'm texting Things I hadn't thought about before. I'm thinking at that person, I'm texting them, all of a sudden I'm feeling like, hey, I'm praying for you, for this, you know. And all of a sudden I'll get something back, oh, I really needed that. I really needed that. That's vitamins, that's spiritual vitamins. And so uh, this morning I want to say, great to attend, but don't, don't stay at attendance. Embrace the adventure. God is inviting us into his adventure. Can I pray for you? Father, thank you that uh, we're not uh, human beings that, have been, uh, that are mistakenly finished, but you are always at work in us. Your spirit, your presence is, uh, has more for us. There's more love. There's more excitement. There's more peace. There's more joy. There's more uh, things to be seen. You want to show yourself strong on our behalf. And so, Father, I just pray right now just more of your Holy Spirit in our lives. More of your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, we will commune with you. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. We just invite you. Speak to us. Lead us. Lord, we, we are setting ourselves in a posture to receive to agree with your direction, and then to follow up and do it. And then as we feel, as we learn, we'll make mistakes, but they won't be failures. They'll be lessons. And you're going you're gonna to do some great things through us and in us. Thank you that we're in a time when we're going to see your glory like we never have before on this planet. We're in that time now. And you're going to show yourself strong through us 
in our lives, in our minds, in our wills, in our emotions, in our families, in our relationships, in our finances, you're going to show yourself strong on our behalf. Father, I just pray blessing upon each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, God bless you.